Well, hello, hello. It is Tuesday, January the 10th of 2017. <laughs> My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolene Klassenweeb. You are listening to Wittenberg Radio, CMU's most subscribed to you podcast. As always, you can find us at wittenbergradio.com. Also, we are on iTunes, the podcatcher of your choice. Just type in Wittenberg Radio. We are on Facebook at Wittenberg Radio and at Wittenberg Radio on Twitter. WittenbergRadio at gmail.com is the place you can send us your comments, questions, listener concerns, and New Year's resolutions. Mm, yes. Did, Did you make any of those, Nolan? I'm barely a fifth of the way through my last one. <laughs> right. Have you talked about that on here? Uh, Dan used to mention it okay, way, well, way, way, way back. For the new listeners, what is your ongoing New Year's resolution? My ongoing New Year's resolution is um, I have this blog um, on the interwebs, uh, and it's... It's um it's me listening to uh, Rolling Stone magazine has they've released uh, their top 500 albums of all time so wow. branded and I'm listing my way down 500 to one and writing a review for each record um, so that's been it's been a journey and like the point of it not necessarily for like views or however many like eyeballs or clicks I can get but more my own musical education and my own uh, connection to other people because other people write reviews. I have friends that also like they join me along for a journey. They they write once every like three weeks or so, and mm-hmm. they uh, and they'll like they tell me what they think. Cool. And so we've got this whole project up. Uh, actually, our the first one of 2017 went up on Sunday night. So that was that was it's nice to be back in the swing of things for sure. Very cool. That's, yeah. That's a. That's a big uh, challenge, but it's it sounds really interesting. It, it's it's fun. It's it's still a labor of love. Uh, if you want to <laughs> check it out, it's at uh, Road Two Number Two Road Two RS Five Hundred dot WordPress dot com. Nice. Also, you can friend me on Facebook, and I typically link to them there. Um, <laughs> Shameless. Promo. Or look the hashtag uh, Road Two RS Five Hundred, and I think I'm the only one who has the license on that. So perfect. Totally. Very cool. So, any New Year's resolutions for you, ma'am? Um. I'm not. I haven't really tended to make re- New Year's resolutions. No resolutions. Um, so nothing specific, but I just like the new hopes and the the freshness of a new start. You know, yep. New Year. It's true. <laughs> Hashtag New Year, New Me. <laughs> ha- new Year, New You. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so. So, um, I wanted to ask your opinion about something really quickly mm. uh, as we are now into 2017 we are officially oh boy how many days out are we from the Donald Trump inauguration <laughs> 10 I believe Okay. we are 10 days away and um, so far this year he has sent out 67 tweets uh, this year this year okay if anybody's keeping track that's uh, about seven a day nice um, lots of them have been uh, tweeting at celebrities uh, or trying to like trying to disparage celebrities who have disparaged him hmm. the most recent example uh taking on the queen of acting herself the queen of queens meryl streep who at the golden globe awards uh this past week uh said some things about donald trump not ever saying his name either which was quite interesting to yes me. um so she uh, she was talking about the importance of journalism, which mm-hmm. like warmed the cockles of my heart, <laughs> and um, and talking about the importance of making art and uh, and yeah. about the one performance in the year, which w- discuss which like captivated her the most, and it was the campaign yeah. that Donald Trump ran. 
and I just I, and these words were so fascinating to me and she used her podium for such I don't know like I hadn't seen anything quite so brazen on a stage before and I wonder if what you think if we're going to see more of that after uh, we are into the Trump uh, presidency I came this close to saying regime but that's <laughs> but we're not oh. going to slander anybody on this show there you go we are we are uh, true on here <laughs> that's true Donald Trump I await your tweet in the morning uh, <laughs> um, yeah I actually just watched that video uh, yesterday um, I also thought that was really interesting and I also wonder if we will if we will be seeing more of that um, yeah I sometimes struggle with like the difference between like uh, I don't know celebrities using their voice for like for change which I think it, it can be really powerful and is good and also uh, just like jumping on the bandwagon you know when I don't know if that makes sense but anyway but I think like Meryl Streep knows what she's doing and I thought it was like yeah really good I also found it interesting that she ne never said anything but she mentioned that his like the recent incident of his mocking of the disabled reporter I think was right um yeah she b brought some tears to the crowd oh yeah <laughs> but so, yeah absolutely and uh like the I mean Trump's response was typical uh Meryl Streep's the most overrated at one of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood and she uh was uh she's just uh, in Hillary's camp and wow I didn't actually know that he uh tweeted yeah that, so there was a whole there was a whole series of mm -hmm. tweets and uh and his camp is coming out with the argument that uh he should be accountable for the things that he says yeah so uh, it's yeah it's it's for the things that he tweets rather so it's 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 an interesting uh, communications little study for those of you who are or social sociological study any sociology students that want to study uh what's going on yeah now's uh, a good time now's a great time real great so, so in light in light of all of the lovely things that are happening in our world i have a song great what's your song today i listen to a lot of music over the holidays uh new music and like kind of taking stock of uh where uh what where 2016 put us and like it was a good year for music although we lost a lot of a lot of big names i think mm -hmm. um one of my favorite things over the holidays i won't play anything from this but uh there is a beautiful tribute on cbc radio uh that there was a bunch of just really prominent canadian bands and they were all doing uh tragical hip covers oh to cool. uh celebrate the 30th anniversary of the band and i thought that was just a just gorgeous way to celebrate the band and like there are all these like contemporaries like just like canadian like well-known acts in canada that were up there and doing these uh these tributes the arkells did something oh, cool. um who else was up there rush said a couple of words and you know if anybody knows me really well you know how i feel about rush um <laughs> i don't think i know how i feel about rush oh my goodness we might have to play a rush song before the end of the year okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just it was just a gorgeous gorgeous tribute blue rodeo did some stuff and like mm. it, like everybody did one song that was the, that was the deal and it was just yeah it was great I've, mm -hmm. I've really been more happy to listen to radio um so anyway another one of my favorite uh records from the win from uh, the break and I think uh, a lot of people would feel the same way is the new album from childish Gambino ah. uh aka cool. yes donald glover you might know as uh as an actor he has a role on tv what's the show called now i forget anyway he played uh troy barnes on uh community mm. and uh he has his own uh side project called childish gambino uh hip-hop r&b stuff and uh this last record he kind of went a bit more funky if you will it's called awaken my love and 
This song is called Have Some Love. There you have it, Childish Gambino with Have Some Love off his new record, Awaken My Love. Highly recommended from my holiday listening list. Super cool. If you guys have also your favorite songs, email us or tweet us. <laughs> and uh, maybe you'll see them played on the shows in the coming weeks. 
You'll hear them played, of course. No one will see anything. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so close to being so smooth. Okay. Dude, you were so smooth already. <laughs> like, of course, you, you might see them on the... Yeah, exactly. It's fine. I you was might just, see them. Just like I was just being a jerk, okay? <laughs> I was just being a meanie. Um, well, uh, and just for that, we'll let you pick the, the next song later on in the show. We've got some of our uh, Wittenberg Radio uh, live uh, segments that are mm-hmm. coming up. And we'd like to feature some of those artists again for you here on the show. So we're going to start that this week. Yeah. But first, we have an amazing conversation for you from one of our own professors. And he's going to tell us what's going on on the fourth floor. The big news that everyone is talking about on campus right now is the new Center for Ecological and Economic Resilience. The $1.7 million project was announced just before Christmas and will be taking up the fourth floor. Yes, there is a fourth floor of the North Campus. I had no idea there was a North floor. No, that's such a mystery. I thought there was just like storage and firefighters up there, but (laughs) who knew? Um, The program is going to be focused primarily on uh, partnering social enterprises with uh, mandates towards economic and environmental health, according to our illustrious president, uh, Cheryl Pauls, praise be unto her. It will look at and develop policies, innovating enterprise, and work toward building an economy that focuses on social justice and environmental issues. James Magnus Johnson is a political studies and economics instructor here at CMU, and he is the fine man who is going to be heading up the Center for Ecological and Economic Resilience. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well. How are you? I'm okay. I'm not as, first of all, congratulations Thank on the much. on the new gig. So, what was your reaction when you were asked to uh, head up this incredibly exciting project? I just think that this is exactly what <laughs> this is. This is going to sound kind of uh, blown out of proportion, but I think it's exactly what the world needs right now. It needs a little bit of uh, a small, hopeful little incubator like this to do good things. So, I was I was thrilled. Good, good, yeah. good, good. It's okay as an enterpr- as an entrepreneur yourself yeah. uh now you're like lots of students this is sort of the the, the culture i think now there's the, this entrepreneurial spirit yeah. i mean we could talk about the dir- the dirty m-word millennial yeah. uh all we want but uh running things like fools and horses roles with the cinnaboyan credit union green action center and you know i could go on for the length of this podcast for <laughs> all the things that we we're involved in what would you hope uh gets the most emphasized uh when we're talking about economic education at this new center right. as well, a money guy. Well, as a money guy. Well, the funny thing was, you know, like uh, going to school to learn about money uh, w- had nothing to do with money itself, right? It was all about how to do something, uh, h- how to get something done, right? And then when you realize that there's an inherent kind of conflict between some of our institutions, and particularly our money institutions, and uh, and social justice, uh, then you just start to look at things differently. And, and uh, you know, and then there's also the sort of, uh, question of how do you how do you do something well? Well, you you need money, right? Um, you know, a, uh, ACU is an interesting example you mentioned, right? Because ACU uh, does a lot of good so- social justice work, but it has to offer a good product first. Same as Fools, you have to if you want to if we want to do uh, work for the environment, work for social justice initiatives, we have to make sure that we serve a good cup of coffee first and foremost. Totally. Right? So yeah. How so? You mentioned these the, these conflicts that are sort of inherent. Yeah. Uh, how? What sort of uh, educational like programs or policies will this uh, new center be uh, initiating just to sort of to address these students or mm-hmm. address yeah address the students on like how d- we can address these issues well i think we're going to try and solve uh, to the extent that it's possible one problem right. at a time but um but conceptually of course i'm a big fan of of, of steady state economics and steady state policy so um so this is a, a kind of economics that emphasizes 
that emphasizes sort of happiness and prosperity um, more broadly rather than just growth uh, at all costs. Uh, because of course, you know, all the time we're hearing about growth, growth, growth. We need to, we can't do more until we grow more, more, more. And uh, I, I think that, um, you know, we should start maybe questioning that and going, do we have to grow in order to solve these objectives? Or do we have to just uh, ask the right series of questions and define the problem a little bit more, uh, a little bit better? What is uh, a typical day mm. at this center? <laughs> as you're as you're conceptualizing, I realize you've only sort of been like in the, mm -hmm. in the, in the work on this for like a, a couple months now. Mm -hmm. uh, but what's a typical day going to look like for students and those who in engage in, in dialogue yeah. at at the center? Well, there's a couple of things. So first of all, um, you know, at, at the very beginning, we were kind of conceptualizing this as a space which had a, a number of different offices. And then you fill these offices with sort of traditional nonprofits or something like that. And they kind of just go about their business. Like you said, you know, firefighters or something. You just put some, some other kind of, uh, you know, uh, standard tenant up there. Uh, and then as we got to talking about it, I thought, well, you know, why couldn't we use this place as a space that actively fosters a little bit more collaboration? Um, you know, because sometimes you hear about folks in the community that are uh, involved in similar projects. It's like, you know, the Food Hub's an excellent example. You know, it's a project that um, that everyone talks about and that, you know, there's one feasibility study out there and then another group's gone and tried to use that feasibility study to go and uh, get this thing uh, started. What if you put those same groups in the same in that one space and got them working together? And that's kind of how it informed the design process. So we knocked out the walls and we said, let's make it kind of a more open space. Let's try to choose our, our, our partners, these program partners very carefully. Um, we'll choose partners who are really, you know, who are interesting to students who are doing good work in the community already um, and, and make it affordable uh, for them as well. Um, so a typical day, uh, you're going to see folks working on those kinds of projects up there. So whether it's a food hub project or a, uh, it might be a, a, an emissions reduction project, it might be a composting project, uh, it might be a solar utility, but those are the kinds of ideas and partners we're hoping to seek out and actually uh, have take up, uh, take up residence there. What sorts of you mentioned the, the sort of a criteria for like you're you're looking to screen these these <laughs> businesses that we're looking for very carefully. What yeah. what are the criteria that you're hoping that these uh, these partners meet? Well, this has come up a couple of times, and interestingly, we never I didn't think at first about having a very definable sort of set of criteria to invite folks in. But as we talk more and more, we're starting to think, well, you know, if this is as desirable a space as we think it will be, uh, it <laughs> we'll have people knocking at the door asking to get in. Um, uh, so yeah, it, we may have to, we don't have a set of defined, you know, well-defined criteria yet, but we, I think we're gonna have to. Um, but at the moment, sort of loosely speaking, um, these are enterprises and they can be for-profit or non-profit and not-for-profit that are focused on reducing waste, you know, low-carbon entrepreneurship, uh, social justice, uh, you know, activities. Uh, someone has been asking recently, they said, well, if, if you had someone who was doing some really good, you know, work in the community, uh, you know, s focused on social justice initiatives, um, you know, and it wasn't sort of, it didn't have a low-carbon bent, would that be a problem? And we're going, well, no, because these things go hand in hand, right? Uh, but there are tremendous opportunities in low-carbon entrepreneurship and in reducing waste. There's waste everywhere. So there's tremendous opportunity there, and I think that's why there's a good reason to kind of focus in that area. Mm -hmm. uh, so and you, you, you touched your – you're leading me so well into my next question. Mm -hmm. Good. So you've clearly, you've clearly <laughs> done this before. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that you've, you've said already about the center already is that you're, you're stoked on this idea of collaboration, yeah. and you're, you're, that's like the – that's the – that's the big thing. That's the driver, and, and that's yeah. exciting to us who are reading about it too. Uh, the students that will get to engage with these outside organizations. Mm -hmm. um, how do you envision that uh, students are going to be like going to be getting like what? What are the next steps? What are the what's what's the interactive component here? 
Right. Well, there's a couple. So one, we want to foster experiential and applied learning opportunities. We want to invite students in and, and faculty as well to participate in at least two ways. One is through practica, right? Um, and then the other is through dedicated program linkages. And those we can explore, you know, uh, one instructor, one professor at a time. Um, or, you know, even uh, I would invite students to approach me and go, hey, I have an idea. I think this will plug in really well here. And if we can find a way to define it so that we can move it forward, even if it's incrementally, um, you know, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear those ideas. Um, so we may have research students as well at higher levels, maybe uh, also plugging in up there. Maybe they'll take up a desk for a certain block of time, like a, a semester or two at a time. Uh, maybe, you know, there'll be research students coming from um, other universities coming in to participate in projects as well. But all of those things, I think, open up doors for CMU students to, to, prog to, to plug in and participate. You know, the farm is one area where we can take what's existing already and maybe try to build off it a little bit. And if we can plug in a waste reduction stream and plug in maybe a, uh, an energy stream as well, then it kind of, it, you know, you start to see sort of a more holistic kind of uh, enterprise materializing out of this. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that, that's the sort of the thing that excites me more than anything, because like when I have conversations from people outside the CMU community about, about attending an institution like this, mm -hmm. uh, the response is that there aren't like that. Sure, there's great things to learn here. Mm -hmm. We can study environmental studies or peace and justice yeah. initiatives all we want, yeah. but <laughs> at the end of the day, like it's something like that, like there there aren't like a whole lot. Like it's it's harder mm. without that entrepreneurial spirit mm -hmm. to get a uh, foot in the door or like th like these good things to people to know. But at the end mm -hmm. of the day, it's not putting gas in the tank, so to speak, in a right. lot of ways. So like this, un so. Um, I guess I'm curious about, uh, I mean, why CME? Why, why go through <laughs> the institution and why? Oh, well, yeah. No, I mean, well, it's, I, th I actually think it's sort of the, the I think that is that you're right that, that that's a perception, right? That CMU, it's, it's small, so maybe there aren't as many opportunities. I actually see it uh, the other way around, that because it's small, it offers more uh, opportunities for interaction, right? Because those opportunities actually come along as a result of the kind of um, of the connections that you build, uh, the community that you build, right? And you know, we talk a lot about about that at CMU about this community building. But you know, I attended a lot of big institutions throughout my, uh, I guess you could call it academic career, and uh, and all those things that I wish I had in my education before, I'm finding here a little bit, right? And I see the opportunities for something like this. Uh, as being, uh, they're more possible here, I, I think, and the reason is because is it pr precisely because it's smaller, um, so it's more nimble, it's more adaptable. Uh, you can pivot and do things, uh, you know, more more quickly. If something if something goes well, you can build off that. If, some, if something fails, you can you can stop doing that more quickly too, right? Right. Um, so you don't need to go through you know three, four, five layers of bureaucracy to actually do something. Let's so talk about an entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, you hear a lot about folks who kind of get down on in bureaucracy, uh, and you know, I guess I'm maybe a cliche there, where I'm sort of excited when I can just talk to two or three people and get something done, as opposed to having to kind of go through layers and fill out you know different. Uh, forms and grants and so on so so anyway so I see that as kind of a selling point here as you know as something that's even more possible at the institution this institution that it is elsewhere yeah and that may be the most encouraging thing that I've yet heard about the program that's great the <laughs> way that you've been <laughs> describing it just now that's that's it's really heartening to hear yeah. um so uh, if we're looking at the like if, if uh, the center could be at its largest possible scope Mm -hmm. um, what sorts of corporations would you hope to uh, engage with when it comes to issues of the environment? These are yeah. things that we hear about a lot mm -hmm. in the news cycle, and it's—I mean, it's—it's it's, 
it's I think it becomes more prevalent in 2017 uh, with yeah. <laughs> uh, political events that are <laughs> about to you know, forthcome. Yeah, isn't that funny? There was a um, there was an article that had come out through sort of the resilience literature, and there is kind of a there is a, a kind of a stream of literature that is quite. Uh, centered around this topic of resilience, and it has its own kind of identity, and 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 you know references certain kinds of literature. So that's where this term has come from. Is you know, um, well, certainly from my from my experience, my experience with uh, with that sort of resilience literature. But um, but in that literature, the stuff that was coming out after Trump was elected uh, was stuff like you know the best way to to uh, to respond to Trump: build local local resilience, <laughs> build resilience in your community, right? And and then the question kind of comes up: Okay, well, what exactly are you talking about with re when you say resilience? Isn't that just like you know a new term for sustainability? I don't see it that way. You know, I see it as a response to a particular kind of change, right? And that change is the change that we've already baked into the ecological system. But it's ecological, social, and it's political, right? It's it's economic. Um, but anyway, you asked a particular question. So so <laughs> what which acti which activity areas? Um, well, one is experimentation with different forms of waste reduction. We have a lot of work to do there, right? And it's, n it's not rocket science, but it, it, it does take dedicated attention and it's plotting. It takes time. It takes people really concerned about it, right? So waste reduction tools and methods. So uh, some of it might be, you know, small enterprises, a composting enterprise. That could be a technology that composts. It could be um, the science that goes along with, like the soil science. Um, it can also be uh, a, a, a kind of technology like a waste uh, reduction uh, a software, right? And actually, all if I had my way, <laughs> we could, we'd find you know all three of those components to kind of plug into this thing somehow, right? So there's a lot of work that we can do there, just on that one one area. You can you can measure emissions, you can measure uh, you can measure uh, you know different aspects of the soil science. Um, there's also a community-based or continuing education kind of program that I would like to see plug into this, and this is where Transitions focus has been really interesting. Transition Winnipeg, um, th that's Transitions been trying to focus on, even though we have very limited capacity on this thing called upskilling or reskilling, which is very popular, I think, among sort of within Mennonite culture, within the Mennonite sphere, right? On kind of DIY culture, do-it-yourself mm -hmm. culture, and it's kind of become even more. Uh, more in, into play now, right? Well, we don't ever do that. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I think it's just a natural fit for something like that to be scaled up here, right? Because the, the, the culture uh, fits and, and, you know, we just need to find the right group. And I think this really is a, a matter of finding the right champion. So the, the, a matter of finding the right student, maybe, or faculty member um, to help drive that along. Um, and then there's also community outreach um, in the, those kinds of, you know, those uh, theoretical spheres like steady state economics or, you know, ecological economics in uh, ec ecological political economy, like those kinds of things in transition uh, literature, um, finding ways of making that happen here and then taking those lessons and, you know, branching out in the community a little bit more, right? And that happens one person at a time. So, yeah all such such exciting things i have one more question and it's sort of related and sort of not you okay so you're taking this project on we mentioned off the top <laughs> it would take a long time for us to list everything that you were involved in yeah. uh any advice for the students here on campus that are trying to figure out how to juggle the act of school and life how do you do it what's the secret <laughs> yeah i haven't mastered it yet um <laughs> <laughs> so um first admission but the other one is that you know I'm allowing those things that are kind of calling me to call me, right? And those things that, you know, uh, wrote a little piece on, on vocation uh, recently in the Blazer, and it's sort of that idea that, you know, um, vocation is where, um, you know, where 
your deep gladness and 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 justice meet. I'm mangling the quote here, but you know what I mean. And 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 uh, and and justice meet. So so this is this this wedding of 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 happiness and work, right? And I think that there's and it's not to say that you're going to enjoy every moment of your work or anything, but there will be things that fall off, right? Um, but you know, let those let those things fall away, right? There's probably a reason why those things uh, might not be uh, might not be calling you, and and allow those things that are calling you to call you. And I think in you know in your case and in the case of you know I think a lot of students, there are non-material things like singing or something that calls you and says, hey, like you should really be doing this thing right now. And I'm kind of I want to be that counter voice that says, no, don't focus all your time and attention on the nine to five. Don't let that thing fall away. Right. That's really important. So I allow that to kind of be my guide <laughs> to allow those things to call me. And that's you know, that's that's as scientific as it gets for me. It's not very scientific at all. Very I hope, inspirational. <laughs> I hope that everyone was taking notes. Ah. Yeah. Absolutely. If not, you can play it back. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. There's a beautiful rewind button on your device. Yeah. That was, we were speaking with James Magnus Johnson, instructor in political studies and economics here at CMU. He has been named the director of the Center for Ecological and Economic Resilience. And thank you so much for joining us here. My pleasure. The program will officially open in the spring of 2018. That's kind of nice to hear about all these, um, to hear about this initiative. Like, and, and as we were mentioning, especially in the light of what's about to happen. Yeah. yeah uh, so. That was nice. Thanks, thanks, James, for coming in. Yeah, and also like in coordination with like the new environmental science program. That's what it's called. Yeah, exactly. Environmental, environmental studies. Envi yeah. Exactly. That dovetailing with the environmental studies program is that's is, is, gonna be really really cool. Yeah, it's also cool. Nicolene, I promised you could pick the the song from the Wittenberg Radio Live. All right. So coming from to you from the Christmas Wittenberg Live Coffee House, uh, is this week we will feature keeping in the theme of love. love. We will feature uh, Katie Newman singing make you feel my love um originally originally written by bob dylan um but covered by many people including adele here is katie hi um <coughs> so i'm gonna be singing a song that i think bob dylan wrote originally but then adele did a cover and i think that it's a little bit easier to sing like Adele than Bob Dylan because he kind of talks and I don't really know how to do that. <coughs> Unless I'm singing about wetlands, apparently. <laughs> um, <coughs> so, yeah. Hopefully you guys feel the love. shadows and the stars appear and there is no one there to dry your tears I could hold you for a million years to make you feel my love I know you haven't made your mind 
The storms are raging on the rolling sea and on the highway of the The winds of change are blowing wild and free. You ain't seen nothing like me yet. I can make you happy, make your dreams come true. Nothing that I wouldn't do. Go to the ends of the earth for you. To make you feel my love. To make you feel my love. Thank you. There you have it, Katie Newman with um, Make You Feel My Love. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Mm -hmm. We look forward to featuring more of those acts here on uh, Wittenberg Radio, the stuff that we've got from our your live performances at various CMU functions. So thank you for that. So we got to talk about some sports here. And already we have our teams back in action. Uh, men's basketball uh, was in action this past weekend along with women's basketball both teams uh, playing this weekend uh, the men took an 85 82 decision over the leech lake lakers man that's a mouthful and then i uh, <laughs> won 79 68 as well over the lakers so that was uh nice job boys uh, on the women's side well we had uh 32 uh, losses not not bad losses at all so well done women we look forward to keeping that undefeated season going into this year in uh our in our play uh yes in our in our play yeah <laughs> i don't even think it's uh, it's not even undefeated it's close to undefeated it's not quite undefeated but like they're still top of pretty much top notch in the league so way to go keep it up yeah on the volleyball side of things uh men's volleyball was in action uh they were in alberta this past weekend uh january 6th 7th and 8th i believe no 6th and 7th they were in alberta and then they were back uh on uh what day is that on sunday they were back in action in the uh, MCAC. While they were in Alberta, uh, the men took a 3-2 uh, victory over the Lakeland Rustlers. Nice mm. job there, fellas. And uh, did, but fell 2-1 uh, uh, in sets to the Augustana Vikings, I believe that's how you say that. Uh, and then uh, fell, uh, fell three sets straight to the Winnipeg College Westman over the weekend. On the women's side of the volleyball court, we have, uh, they were also in action uh, this past weekend uh, in Alberta. They took uh, two, they took a uh, bunch, they took their game against the Kings Eagles. 
very handily there and also defeated the Lakeland wrestlers in close games. So well done to our uh, women's volleyball team. They also took the Augustana Vikings quite well and uh, fell three sets like the men to the to the College Westman. But they'll be get looking to get back on their horse in the next couple of days. Uh, men's and women's volleyball's next game is uh, at Red River. They'll be next at the Lowen. Uh, not this coming, not this week Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. Uh, on the basketball side of things, uh, we are back here. Oh, the the Blazers are in action against the College Westman um, on this coming Wednesday at the University of Winnipeg, and then they will be back at home on the Janu- on January the thirteenth, taking on the Oak Hills Wolfpack. 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 Awesome. Uh, well, some other things that are going on. Uh, um, this week um, if you're looking for a way to connect if you're a new student or even if you're not um, you can join a fellowship group um, these are groups of students that meet every week um, often it's on Wednesday at 11.30 but sometimes it's at different times and they're a really cool way to get to know people um, and to have some good discussions um, and hangout times so you can email Danielle Morton um at dmorton at cmu.ca about that um also last day to make changes for your classes is uh thursday the 12th so make those decisions um no pressure (laughs) no pressure (laughs) anything you take will be good that's right (laughs) the most unhelpful advice yeah exactly um and uh another thing uh just to plug this um fitness class happens on wednesday at 11 30 a.m so maybe if you are not interested in a fellowship group but uh that's another really cool thing that happens then and uh yeah it's very cool certified instructor and free which is an awesome thing you know what i forgot to talk about nicoline what our futsal teams oh they're already getting in shape uh the men's football futsal team took on the cmu alumni Oh. Featuring as such uh, CMU uh, former futsal stars as Jonah Langelotz and uh, Simon Duick, uh, bl- the uh, Iron Iron Man Blaine Stoby in the <laughs> net, and I believe Russell Williams actually t- put on some uh, some futsal shoes too. So uh, they played to an eight-all draw uh, against the current edition of the nice. men's futsal team. So well done uh, to the men's futsal team and to the alumni. You're still breathing. Well done. <laughs> Uh, they did fall 5-9 to Bonavitel SC, and the women's futsal team also took a loss in that. But they're just getting started. They're just getting warmed up. Wait till wait till March when they bring home that MCAC Cup. Yeah. Knocking on wood. Awesome. Is that everything? I think that's all. Then until next week, as always, you can find us on wittenbergradio.com. Wittenbergradio at gmail.com is the place to send comments, questions, listener concerns, songs, news resolutions. All that jazz. We're also on Facebook at Wittenberg Radio. Twitter, we're also at Wittenberg Radio. And you can find us on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. James did it while he was in the studio. Hope you do too. Until next week, my name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolene Klaassen-Weeb. We'll catch you then. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council. 